Episode 41. Nick? Yo. Look at that. He's Johnny on the spot. Ben? How's it going? Good. Anything exciting happen to you, Nick? I was walking the dog the other night, and I look. There's a gas station around my house. It's pretty crappy. It's like it's stuck like in the 80s. It's got like the levers. Like if you're going to pump gas, like on the um, on the gas pump itself, there's the lever you've got to push up and down on top of the button. And like the credit card, where you slide your credit card to roll old, it doesn't work at the time. What year do you live in? It's like this gas station stuck in like 85. So I look over and uh, why was it so good? Hmm? So good I didn't about? have anything for that. Just move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I look over and I see this guy not only on a payphone, but he looked at a number from a pager. Like where you would even get a pager. And like, I don't even know if you could go right now and get a pager and get it serviced. Like who would, what kind of service can you get on a pager now? Like someone, if you go to a store, people would probably just say like, it's just cheaper to get the cell phone. It's Awful, dude. No, I, I've got to have a pager. I, I would I like to have a pager again. I think it makes things a lot simpler. Well, I'm walking the dog and I'm there for a few minutes. I look over and like a couple minutes later, this guy's looking at the phone book that's hooked to the phone, bo- phone booth with one of those big metal cables. So I don't know if you, for you guys, did you have a pager ever? No. Did you? Yeah. Why did you not have a pager, Nick? I don't know. I didn't deal drugs, so I had no reason. I didn't know <laughs> well, right. it that well. Ben, my beside answer, dealing drugs, was there any other reason you had a pager? Exactly. Ben was from this. Hammond, so you know. That's right. I was in Scott Middle School, and I just wanted people to uh, text me certain numerical orders where, if you flipped it upside down, it would say like dirty words. Hell, yeah. Yeah. boob. Honestly, <laughs> exactly. you, you had you had one in middle school. I had one in middle school. It was uh, green and see through, so you could see the guts of it. I had the, I had the same one. Mine was mine was like opaque. Really? Did same. you pay for it yourself, or did your parents get it for you? No, I, I believe I paid for it myself. Would there, I was going to say, I would just be there probably be no way that, like, no. if I told my parents I needed a pager, they'd be like, yeah, you know what? Nice. I don't remember. They might have paid for it because I think it was probably like 20 bucks a month or something like that, which it cra- now it's probably like three bucks a month. Or I don't It might just be, they might just give it to you for free. I think free. they'll probably pay you five bucks right. if you wear it. Yeah, so. I like my pager. I, I was all about it. Because obviously, like, for most people, that was the first wireless device that you had, like, you know, prior to anybody getting a cell phone. You know, people had pagers. That's when there was pay phones aplenty everywhere you went. I, I always liked the, the pager because you could always, you you know, you always use the excuse. Like with your cell phone, I know damn well everybody that I know that I talk to has their cell phone on them all the time, every second. Usually Nick uses this, this, and I got in the habit of it doing, doing, uh, doing it now. If you call him and he's busy, there's like an automatic thing that you can press and it just sends you a message like, hey, I'll call you back or I'm busy or I'm in a meeting. Yeah. It's just like a one button, that's one button thing. Phones, I think. And that's usually the way to get me to stop because otherwise I'll, I'll just continue calling you every five <laughs> seconds until you pick up the phone because I know you got your phone right next to you. Everyone does. That's the same with like Facebook. Anybody who has a smartphone, you have a Facebook, It's you have it on your phone. So people... When you send them a message or a text or whatever, they're like, oh, you know what? I, I didn't get your text until late. It's like, that's a lie. It's a goddamn lie. Yeah. You know it, and I know it. And with a pager, like I said, I mean, back then, you could just, oh, the battery ran out, and, and people didn't know it. You know, everyone used the same lie, so n- nobody wanted to. <laughs> it's no, harder to disprove. Right, absolutely. I felt like I knew. I was, in, I was in junior high, so I probably knew, like, 15 people. 
you know that's probably they all they, and they could get a hold of you whenever yeah, they wanted it's like hey yeah exactly like you have you know i guess that's for your girlfriend when you're an adolescent or whatever hey if you need me just hit me hit me on the hip hit me yeah send me one of like i said send boob to me and then i'll respond accordingly with what hell not a boob <laughs> yeah hell um yeah so uh <laughs> i had i had actually uh this week i rotated around so i was off on today yesterday and today and my wife had signed my daughter up my daughter just turned 2 and my wife signed her up last week was the first class for a baby gymnastics. Now, right away, not because I'm cheap, but just because I don't think that babies need to really, it's just a waste of time. I would rather be doing anything except for going to baby gymnastics. Like I, she's telling me, Hey, I have to work today. You're off. You got to take the baby to baby gymnastics. It, it started out with like, she, she was telling me like, you have to put the baby's hair in like these like braids. Or like little uh, she, sure. no, yeah. She she usually wears like a headband, but because she's going to be doing tumbling, as far as my like, I'm like, you know, she's not going to be doing tumbling. She, she can barely stand. Time, right? So yeah, so she, you have to do these like little pigtails up top because she doesn't have that much hair. These little like like Miley Cyrus looked in the uh, sure. little, at the VMAs. She can give her little devil horns. Pretty much. So I I couldn't figure out how to do it. I mean, it seems like it's pretty simple, but the baby was even like pointing the stuff out. I could not. So I just made like one off to the side, like Rudy Huxtable. (laughs) And uh, we were on our merry way. So uh, we get there and I was the, I was definitely the best looking mom. There was no dudes at all, except for me in the class that, that uh, we were in, but there had been a, a class that just got done that was getting out. And, uh, I looked at some of these guys and I'm like, man, like, I just know my dad would never, ever, ever, ever do that. He wouldn't, if my mom said like, Hey, I've got like a really important thing, but it's important for me to have you take, you know, my sister to some sort of baby gymnastics. He'd be like, no, she just wouldn't ask. It's, it's crazy. But some of these dads are so comfortable. It really makes me, it makes me sad. It makes me, makes me very upset for where we're going as a country because now, don't get me wrong. I love my daughter. I would do anything for her except for baby gymnastics. <laughs> it's just a waste of time. Come on, let's be, let's be real. I mean, the, the she, like each obstacle they have the baby do, she can't do it. Now you have like a teenager or an adult like walking through the thing. Okay, here's all the obstacles. On this one, the baby's gonna balance on a balance beam, and it's gonna. It's my kids too. <laughs> she can't do any of it. Like basically, she wants to walk around and like walk off and fall on a mat that's over in the corner. And every person's chasing their kid around because their kid doesn't want to do the things in the order they're supposed. It's a waste of time, total waste of time. Um, you find it emasculating? No, I didn't find it emasculating. Again, I just find it a waste of time. And again, I, I had a son first, and I Cub Scouts baseball. I do all that. But this is just over the line. I mean, a tea party in your house with your daughter is one thing, but like, come on, really? She can't miss one gymnastics class? So whatever. So because, you know, I always just end up doing whatever my wife says. I just go ahead and do it. There's a lady in front of me that's, I, I swear to God, because uh, her kid was really slow at doing the obstacles, so she was taking her damn sweet time. And I thought her baby shit herself. <laughs> but really, when I, I noticed, it was the lady it was it was a lady. This lady's hair smelled like shit. And you're in this small tight area, and it's just it's just crazy. But anyway, so I was leaving, and as I'm walking out, there's a guy my age. Okay, so he's about 
anywhere between 36 and 38 years old. Tall, skinny guy, balding. He's wearing a Ninja Turtles t-shirt. Okay, and he's like 38 years old. I open the door. He's with an older lady, like a like a 70-year-old lady. And I open the door. I said, oh, here you go, young lady. And he walks up. He comes in the door with, like he follows behind her as I'm still holding the door. And he looks at me and he goes, thanks, partner. And I'm thinking, dude, ah. I'm not nine. I'm not wearing a cowboy hat. I'm not your partner. One grown man calling another grown man partner is akin to like spitting in somebody's face. Would you agree, Nick? <laughs> I don't want to go that far, but it's <laughs> definitely offensive. No, but it, it's it, it's ridiculous. I would never call another grown man partner. Those are what about guy? Words. Yeah, guy. I, if somebody called me guy, that's almost fighting word. It depends on the 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 way it's said and in, in the context it's used in. But I I still find that way more. Less offensive. Yeah, just a guy called me partner. Like again, if he was eighty and I'm my age, fine. Or if I was nine and he was my age, fine. But two dudes that are the same age, like thanks, partner. And we don't live, you know, south of the Mason Dixon. Yeah, that's that's one of those that can go wrong really quick. It's like if if he the said, dude was wearing a Ninja Turtle shirt. What about what if he what if he said boss? Would that if he was like thanks? I don't boss. care about that either. That how doesn't about, bother how about me. Chief? That doesn't bother me either. Yeah, you know what? I Thanks, think I think I, for some reason, like some, I, some of those are condescending. Like yeah, you know, but this guy really meant it. It just really, it really bothered me. Well, but, if he meant it, wouldn't it? Wouldn't shouldn't you take it better? No, like, I shouldn't because the guy looked at me like I, I I felt like he was saying like like he was telling me I was below him. Like, I don't yeah. know. It just it just came That's off. What like, I would take it as yeah. I didn't like it Hold at all. That door partner. I did make a Vine video where I showed all the other dads in the room and asked for, I prayed for my own death and then prayed for the death of them as well. <laughs> it was horrendous. And real quick, back on the pagers, it made me think about, you remember when you were a kid, you, you know, if you had a pager, you were lucky, but even before you, the, you had a pager when you were young, you're say like nine, 10, 11, you just started using the phone. You're calling your buddies in the morning. The thing that's really good about cell phones is kid, if you call your buddy's cell phone, your buddy answers the phone nine times out of 10, unless he's in trouble and his mom's taking his phone from him. And usually the mom will pick up and be like, listen, Ethan's not, uh, he, I've taken his phone from him. He can't talk. You know, tell everyone else he can't talk. But now, back in the day, you you would have to call, like, the person's house, you know, and you may get the person's mom if it's during the day. And if, it's the, if it was in the evening and it was just the person's dad, the dad probably wouldn't even get up off the couch to answer the phone. I know my dad wouldn't. He'd be like yelling for, you could be outside and he'd be calling you inside to pick up the phone. He's like, I'm not getting that. Cause it's not for him. He knows that. But you ever get in a place where you call and they like a lot of people back then had live in grandma and grandpa's. I don't know if you had that experience yeah, with like yeah. your buddies and their, their grandparents live with them. And you got to like, like a rude old grandpa that people are like, well, you know, he's old. What are you going to do? Like you get on the phone and the grandpa's just asking you questions. Or he's like, who, what do you want? Nah, he's not here. It's like, <laughs> That's they're like kid, so mad that you called. Yeah, them. well, not just that. It's like, or they're like, what? What kind of last name is that? You know, they're just that old world kind of uh, mentality. I had a buddy, a buddy's grandpa that was like that. I was a little bit older, but he could, he was one of those guys, and it was important. Like he could tell by your last name what nationality you were or whatever, and he would definitely like have no problem making some off color kind of like you know joke or comment or. And I never could tell if he was being serious, if he was joke busting balls or what he was doing. But it was kind of like this one thing where it was like, oh, it's him. You know, what are you going to do? He's the guy's like 85 years old. But the point was that, you know, you could, if you called, you might have to like, you know, the person's sister, the person's brother, you couldn't just get that direct contact. So there were so many, it was just easier to walk to people's houses. And now with the, you know, the everyone having cell phones or whatever, it's just, you can, you never have to deal with any of that. So. And you had to be polite too. You did. 
you know, because, well, especially just... if it was if it was a dad, like you, if you were if you were like if you're just like, uh, yeah, Nick there, you'd be like, yeah, Nick there, who's this? You don't say hello, Mister So and So. You don't you know you know you don't you know how to use a phone properly. Like I could just see like my dad being like, you know what, hang up, call back, and try to do it the right way. He bangs then, the phone. Yeah. <laughs> Like Jimmy and Goodfellas when he finds out that uh, that, that they whacked uh, Tommy. Yeah. yeah, Tommy. <laughs> My dad used to have a thing where he'd pick it up and if, and if they said "Who's this?" he would just hang up. <laughs> See, that's just, what I'm talking about. That's he'd, awesome. He'd say "Hello, Stalmer, you know, residents. Who's this? Nah, never mind. Or or maybe he'd give him one. You know, who's this? You called me. Who's this? And then, like, more than a one Mississippi, that's it. Whoever that is, you don't need to talk to him. My dad would also have this rule, and I'm going to have to call on my brother or sister to, or my dad to tell me. I forget why, but you were not allowed to pick up the phone unless it rang. You could not pick it up until after the second ring. And I think, if I remember right, the first, I think it was the reason was because you, my mom might answer the phone. And the last thing he wanted was for everyone to pick up an extension at the same time. Oh. You know what I mean? Hello, hello, hello. And then, then the family starts fighting on the phone. Like, get off the goddamn phone. That's not your friend's on a call for you. <laughs> right. Mom, get off the phone. You know what I'm saying? And then with the advent of even call, because, I mean, obviously we were all alive when, when call waiting happened. And it's like, you know, what, what's the protocol? Like, I guarantee you in a million years, my dad would never, ever back then ever flip over first of all he wouldn't he would not have a clue or not care about a call that was coming in or how to how to because back then it didn't have a flash button you had to cl- actually click the rec- the hang up button on the receiver and then it would be like if you got in between it it was like hello hello and then it'd be like yeah it's still me and then always, hello always. Oh, yeah. still me still me yeah my favorite thing to do is and i do this to my i do it to everybody if they it's still to this day if people do that and it doesn't work i'll just make a different voice I'm like yeah nick and then be like yeah, who is this and i'll be like oh, it's still dave and i'm like dude we seriously hold on but unfortunately if you don't have a hard wired like you know on your cell phone the flash button you can't do that with but that's that's what happens man when we move away from landlines you move a lot from being able to uh, prank people with just complete impunity. Like I remember people saying like, I'm going to call the police and, and they're, they're, you're going to be arrested. If you continue to call me, it's like, do it, mm-hmm. do it. Right, right. I'll never forget though. The first time I was at a, a buddy of mine's house in uh Cherville, and we were prank calling a pizza place and caller ID was available back then, but I don't think a lot of people had it. I'm not, I, if I, if I remember right, it was still one of those things where like, you know, I don't think they were built in. It was right. like something you, you could have right, right. also. And I'll never forget this. It was a, a Barton, the Barton's pizza here in town. And we ordered like a bunch of, we did the thing where we ordered a bunch of pizzas. Like with, we just like would put like, yeah, we wanted like pubes on it and boogers and like, you know, just stupid <laughs> ignorant stuff. I don't remember what the, what the joke was, but I'll never forget the guys like, Hey, he's like, you little bastard. He's like, we're gonna be calling you back. He's like, you're, you know, we're going to get you. And we're like, yeah, whatever, dude. We've been hearing that for the last 18 years. Never happened. Sure enough, man, the police showed up at this guy's house because uh-huh. he had caller ID. They got the number. They called the police department. They were able to look it up in the computer and find out where the house was or whatever. And the, the police came over. They're like, can you please stop calling the uh, Barton's Pizza? And well, I'm like, well, just... here's the thing. Even if they do come, they ain't doing shit. <laughs> so, you know, but then they were like, we have you on file. So if you get involved in another prank situation, we can easily know <laughs> you've been warned. It's like, yeah, okay, dude. I wasn't buying it then and I ain't buying it now. <laughs> It was it's good clean fun. I mean, even when it wasn't clean fun, I mean, really, who was it hurting? Like, I knew a couple of my buddies' dads worked midnights, and we would like purposefully call and harass their their dads, or like just make the phone ring until you know, <laughs> yeah. And sometimes the guys that were their dads, they'd be in on it. 
You know, and they'd be like, oh, do, you know, do this to my dad or say this to my dad. I used to have one of my friends always call him prank my brother. In fact, he would use a different voice or say he was somebody else to get past my mom. Like, he'd be like, oh, yeah, this is, uh, this is Steve. I need to talk to Mike. Mm-hmm. And then my brother would pick up the phone and bam, the dude would start just harassing my brother. And then my brother would cry or whatever and hang up the phone. My brother was probably like eight or nine or ten, whatever at the time. Yeah. And then the guy, we'd have somebody else call. And then my mom would pick up the phone and she'd be like, if this is Paul, you, you know, I'm telling you right now. And he's like, no, you know, this is uh, Matt, uh, Mike's buddy. And right. put him on the phone again. He'd be like, you didn't go back at it again. Like, it was just relentless. And this would go on forever. Every, that, I'm talking every day in the summer, we would play RBI baseball. We would play, we'd play outside. You know, we'd play baseball in the park. We'd play football in the park, whatever. We'd come back. We'd eat lunch at one of, the, one of my buddy's houses. And then we'd prank my brother. Because my, <laughs> my, if my brother, if we started out during the day playing sports, we would harass my brother in person until he went home because my mom would force him to come with me everywhere I went. So we would just make it so unpleasant that he would just finally storm off crying and go home. And then we would go to another place and harass him from, from, from wherever we were constantly. And you know what? I believe he's a better man for it. He can take a verbal punch. At oh, the, absolutely. At and he can give one too. So no, I just think that uh, the kids today will never, there's a lot of things that they'll, they'll never have the opportunity to do. Well, talking about how you said people would pick up different receivers in the same house. We had one upstairs and one downstairs, and I was I was probably like five. I was just a dumb little kid. My oldest brother and his friend, Bob, would go upstairs, and they would say, hey, you got to pick up the phone. Superman's going to call you. <laughs> Superman. But I'm like, like I said, I was like five, and I'm all excited. No shit, Superman. So I would pick it up, and they would just do corny stuff like, oh, are you eating Are you eating your vegetables? Are you doing, you know, are you doing your homework, or are you listening to your mom or dad? And I would be, be sure to eat your Ovaltine drink. <laughs> right. drink. I'd be so pumped, like, the rest of the day. Like, I can't believe Superman called me. And I don't, I don't know if kids would, well, one, they're probably not uh, that dumb to fall for. But you can't do the same, you know, two phones. They'd be like, hey, uh, Superman's going to be calling. Like, Fuck him, man. <laughs> right. Somebody cool. Oh, Miley Cyrus to call. Yeah. I got him on Twitter. Lame. <laughs> I think that hardline phones being taken away, because like most people now don't even have, or a lot of people now don't even have, I don't have an actual house phone. They just go straight for the cell phone or whatever. Well, so. we're talking now, I'm gonna, I realize with my kids in a couple more years, we'll have to get a house phone because I'm not getting them a cell phone, and I don't want their idiot friends calling my phone to talk to them. Then what you, you do what I do, and that, well, I have a house phone, but I would my kid who's eight or nine still doesn't use the phone to call other friends. So, I mean, you, you have some time by then, you know, you'll just be able to like, you know, zap people over to your house. So <laughs> Beam no them up. Absolutely. Skype them in like we did Steve. Uh, speaking of, <laughs> speaking of Steve, um, again, you know, we want people to go to our butterfly radio page. We want people to take part in the, uh, butterfly with the butterfly radio app, which basically, you can listen to every episode that we do of the podcast on Butterfly Radio, and as you can leave up to a five-minute message or as many free five-minute messages for us uh, as you want. So you can leave a question. Uh, you can leave a comment on, on something. You could pretty much do whatever you want as long as it's within the five-minute time frame. This week, Steve, uh, formerly of the Hema Man podcast, wanted to uh, leave a message, so I'm going to play it for you here. Check it out. Hey, guys. Calling about Dexter. And what a train wreck of a show it's become. Uh, As you guys might know, I'm I'm probably one of the biggest Dexter fans, and I can't even, I don't even want to watch the last two episodes, really. I wanted to know what you guys thought about the terrible writing, the ridiculousness that is the plot now. Dexter has to kill random people. They introduced the the main character of this season two episodes ago with three episodes left. And there's, uh, there's just so many 
so many things that are wrong with it. I, I don't even want to go into detail here. But the one I will talk about is Deb, oh, I think it was last season, Deb saying, telling Dexter Bombshell, hey, Dexter, I'm in love with you, blah, blah, blah. And then, where is that going? That hasn't gone anywhere. You haven't heard anything about that at all. So it's, it's like the writers were just like, yeah, you know what, forget that one. So, I don't know. Give me your guys' thoughts on it. And uh, I'll call back in next week to uh, to let you guys know what I thought. All right, bye. So, again, just that, just that easy. You're able to hit the microphone button on the application and uh, leave us a message just like Steve did. So, just in quick, Nick, again, I think we talked about it last week. You don't, you haven't even watched since, like, two after, seasons yeah, ago. After the Colin Hanks uh, season, I just really, I'm like, I've seen enough of this. I got my fill. <laughs> the last episode, the one that aired last week, I didn't watch. This week's I didn't watch, and I think there's two more, and then the show will be a wrap completely, and I'm completely out of it. And that's not the only show. I, I'm kind of feeling like, you know, there's a lot of lazy writing going around. And, and you know, these days with some of the shows that are out there, People just have to bring your... You have to have an A-game all the way through. Somebody was asking me if I like Eastbound and Down. I don't know, Ben, do you like Eastbound and Down? I've only seen, I think, the pilot. It was funny. You, like, watched it through somebody's front window? I did. Well, (laughs) I just parked up in front of their picture window, yeah. Like, uh, can you turn the volume way up, Nick? You, <laughs> I know you, I'm gonna. I am definitely gonna watch the last season. Um, I will agree that they it definitely fell off as well. I mean, how much? How um, long can you go? They're just half hour episodes. It's I know what I'm saying. Season. Like, how long can you go with that character? Like, it's it's yeah. He's a hillbilly and he says like really obnoxious things. But it's like, I mean, how many? I it would have been a better movie, just a two hour movie, and maybe I, make it a sequel. I mean, I, I think like the first season where they did a lot of like this guy has basically just got a lot of personal problems and, and it wasn't so far fetched. It was just basically based around how crazy the character himself was. But then like when they, when they're like down in Mexico, like just, it got so ridiculous, but I thought this, the first season was amazing. It was, it was a really, really awesome show. And I think it's just steadily gone downhill since then. And I, I kind of feel this is going to, this is going to probably bother some people, but I feel the same way about the, the league. That's right. The league. I just feel like, how much can you really do? I mean, I know the show is loosely based around the fantasy football league, but is more about you know these this group of guys or whatever and, and the, the the bullshit they they do to each other. But I don't know. I saw the first episode and I just I wasn't that thrilled. I'm gonna continue to watch it, but I'm pretty much with you. I just got nothing else going on. So it's <laughs> <laughs> lucky for them. Uh, what is going on though now that we're since we're talking about the league is is uh, the first week of football in the history books. Peyton Manning seven touchdowns. You didn't see that coming, did you? I don't know. I think every year I'm probably not alone here. The first game you're always like, is this the year that he's going to really start falling off? And he continues to get it done. It's like his best game he ever had statistically. Is that mean? Well, he's like Frankenstein now. The guy's put together with bolts and duct tape and a little bit of epoxy, and somehow he's managed to do NFL career highs, which is yeah. Any predictions? I think uh, Denver. I think Peyton Manning's gonna take him all the way against San Francisco. I think they're, San Francisco's gonna go back, repeat, and then they're gonna lose to Denver. That's funny. That's exactly the same teams that I thought would make it too. Well, that's a cop out, but no. no. I mean, I don't know. You can't. I mean, they got that that whole pistol offense. So I know this isn't a sports show, but if you if you come at him and try to keep Kaepernick from running, then he just throws. We saw that last week. Yeah, he, so, he threw good. And if you fall back and try to cover his receivers, then he just runs. Right. I know it's oversimplifying it, but that's what it kind of seems like as of right now. So I don't know. I you know I do the same thing every just about every year. 
I get really into football and I get all excited for the first few weeks, and then I get so frustrated with how often it <laughs> stops, and 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 they stop the play and they throw a flag. There's so many fucking rules now. It's really hard to follow, and even it, how do you think it is for the players? They don't know what's going on either. They, <laughs> you can't tackle a guy in the legs. You can't hit him in the head. You can't have your head down. I mean, there's so many. You basically have to ask them to lay down. It's, it's almost like it's almost like flag football. So I don't know. I end up getting really excited, and then I go, oh, I can't handle this shit. And then the playoffs come around, and I'm back in. What do you think about uh, there being a game every Thursday night now? I don't need it. I don't need it every Thursday night. See, I don't mind it. A lot of I've heard a lot of people bitch about it, but I. What's the if you like it, I, I don't know. I heard Troy Aikman bitching like, "Oh, this is supposed to be just a Sunday thing." And I'm <laughs> in like, Monday, yeah, I'm like, "Well, who, <laughs> I mean, I'd, if you like football, why would you have another day you could watch it?" So Thursdays, I mean, it's okay. I I like it better when it's reserved to like a, you know isolated incidents. Like once in a while, you do Thursday, but when it becomes because pretty soon it'll be Tuesday, and then it won't be a Sunday thing anymore. I don't know. I like Sunday being the day when when there's just tons of games. Like they had two Monday night footballs. Uh, games, you know, on last night, and even that was that was cool. I think they do that every year. Yeah, just to start it off. But I like on Sunday, you, you know, you get the paper the next day and you see all the scores of everybody that played. When it's only like five games, you're like, what the fuck, you know? Uh, just so you guys know, apparently uh, Aaron Hernandez is not being given access to cable TV to watch NFL football, so he is missing out. That's crazy that although he's in prison, he's still living exactly like Ben. <laughs> it's the exact same thing. He's watching MASH on DVD yeah. and getting him from the library. He's like, what, no NFL ticket? My favorite thing in the world, sports-wise, is boxing. I remember from back in the day when my dad used to get Tyson fights. I stayed with boxing. Like, that him. last, they didn't they just cancel that match, that they, uh, the Mayweather-De uh, La Hoya match because he checked himself into rehab? No, De La Hoya wasn't supposed to fight. De La Hoya's retired. De La Hoya... He's the promoter of that fight, and it's still happening. Mayweather is getting $41.5 million. The last fight that he fought against Guerrero, he got the uh, $34 million. Wow. So, um, no, that fight is still going on. De La Hoya checked himself into rehab, yes. I just don't know like why you couldn't wait till after the weekend. I mean, you're promoting a fight. You're talking like almost $70 million in the pot or $60 million in the pot just for the fighters. Yeah, just seems- to pay out to the fighters just to show up. You know, and that, that's insanity that you that you would like. Again, you can't just like hire one of those people that follows you around and doesn't let you do drugs for for the weekend. Right. But I don't know if it's him like overshadow, like saying like, "Hey, I have to be in the spotlight." I don't know what the deal is, but you got a guy in Canelo Alvarez who's come who's come up the ladder and is going to fight, arguably like the best pound for pound fighter of all time, as far as I mean, his record stands, you know, for itself, but. You're sitting there like hyping this guy up, and and you're all behind him, and and now all of a sudden, like four days before the fight, you're gonna check yourself into like a rehab. And I know he issued a statement that was like, "Hey, Canelo understands, you know, it's 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 about you know my life and my health." It's like, dude, this guy doesn't care. <laughs> he wants to win this fight. I mean, I'm sure he's still gonna do his best to beat Floyd Mayweather, but he's gonna lose. That's my prediction. So I'm gonna throw that out there right now. Big time, like in the first couple. No, because Floyd Mayweather doesn't knock people out. I mean, it doesn't happen very often. So he's not gonna lose. He won't even. The thing is, is he's so aggressive. He's fast, Alvarez. But the fact is, is you can't hit Floyd Mayweather. Nobody. Can I don't hit him. care what people Nobody. say. You. I'm one of those guys that always goes back and forth. During the the interim when he's not fighting, I hate him. I hate his guts. I hate everything about him. The bottom line is anybody who who is a boxing fan will tell you like you could 
it doesn't matter if you hate him. <laughs> the two, the guys. He's so slick. When you have yeah. Justin Bieber in your corner. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the, the, he does those kind of things like that that are just like, what are you doing? But I think that he, that's what, he's really good at making people want to see him get his ass beat. But it won't happen. I promise you it's not going to happen. How can he put so much effort into being such a douchebag and still put that much effort and focus into fighting? I mean, that's a guy with just natural skill. I mean, it doesn't... I mean, obviously, the dude works hard. I'm not going to take anything away from him. But the level that he's competing at... I mean, even like the people that used to be like, oh, I want to see him fight Manny. It's like, first, first of all... He wouldn't. Manny wouldn't beat him. Six years ago, that might have been a good fight. I, I, I still don't think. He, I don't think he would have won. But I, I definitely think it would have been a good fight. No one wants to see it now. But even and before really, that, it's like, why did they wait? I think a lot of it has. To, it has to do with the, the pe- These are these people are brands. They're. Not, it's not just about them being boxers. They would. They guarantee they would want to throw down with each other. That's these these guys are competing at the highest level, and they definitely want to shut all the people up. And you know, but people stand to lose billions of dollars if Floyd Mayweather loses. Or if Manny loses, you know what I mean? These, there's like whole countries surrounded. Manny Pacquiao is an entire country behind him. Mm-hmm. With all that being said, another thing that, that irritates you about uh, Floyd is that he had uh, tickets to the Heat Game 7. Did you read that? He paid $80,000 to get front row tickets to the Game 7 of the Heat. He bought four $25,000 seats and one $5,000 seat and uh, went to the game and never paid. <laughs> So now he's being sued by this company who basically went out and got him these tickets saying like that we're not, Hub or one of these. Yeah. And they're saying like, dude, this guy is basically, he signed a, I think it's a six fight deal with Showtime to make $200 million over six fights. And they're saying he can't pay us 80 grand. Really? <laughs> is he like, you think he was even aware? He's probably just got people that pay his bills. I, right? I'm he just su- shows up. Trust me. This guy is not wiping his ass with their like, you know, with their invoice. He, he doesn't know. He doesn't <laughs> like care. He he, he just I guarantee he doesn't even know that it was $25,000 a seat. He's probably just like, I want to go to the game. This guy get me those tickets. doesn't open up mail. This no. guy doesn't even, doesn't, probably never opened up his mail. The, only when he's incarcerated. But other than that, he has other people. And I would guarantee you in jail, he probably had somebody opening his mail. <laughs> he's I, probably never even met the people that open up his mail. I, I, probably. I want to say this, though. Because of the fact that, like, a lot of the, the huge build, the huge Huge name people only fight on pay-per-view. And right now, to watch a fight on pay-per-view, it's at the very minimum 70 bucks. With me, I can't. I don't know enough people to come and split a fight with me. You could probably get some people to come over and say, hey, we're going to drink beer and eat wings and, and watch a fight. And they'll come over for the beer and wings and they'll throw in a couple bucks and, and, and sit there. But they're not going to watch the fight. And like for something like that, when I pay $70 and I want to, I, I like boxing, I want to watch the fight. I don't want to sit there and, you know, and entertain and like... Let me ask you this. This is, will be a good segue into Breaking Bad. If the last episode of Breaking Bad costs money, like if AMC said, hey, the final episode's going to be, uh, you got to buy it on iTunes or, or get it on direct t- or, uh, pay-per-view, how, well, how much would you pay to see it? Oh, a one-time payment? How long is the episode? You can pay, you pay the fee and you have it basically. It, you can download it on your DVR and have it for no. I know, but it's it's a, it's a just a regular length episode, one hour and six minutes. It's an hour and twenty, just to make it a little sweeter. Oh. I, I would pay. <laughs> I'd pay. I'd pay a hundred bucks. <laughs> I probably would too. Hundred bucks for the last episode. I would. I would probably try to work something out with you guys. Where we I'm like, all hey, watch let's, it together. Let's all split. But this. what if you could only download it onto your iPhone? Or a phone, like so. If we, oh, if we sucked. did agree, we'd have to all what? we'd gather. I don't know. Well, there's, there's some glitch an app in the where system. you can at, you can and attach your phone to the TV. In my no, can't do it on this with this. Breaking Bad has I'm done it. Got to be on a phone. Vince Gilligan says it will only come to you on about a tablet. Come on, give us nope. that. 
Nope. A yeah, phone, huh? a little bigger no. than a phone. A phone, that's it. A Game Boy. It will, can only I'll work just find on... a way to download it online. Man, you guys are... You're... You can't watch. You can only hear it, the audio from it. <laughs> <laughs> zip them and tuck them back up <laughs> i will definitely say that these writers on tv today vince gilligan needs to run a clinic on how to tie up a series i would agree 100 percent. and i want i don't know how like if he's the only writer i've never even looked into that i think there's multiple but uh i want everybody who's listening to this podcast who listened to the first one when we talked about breaking bad coming back to stand at the altar of vince gilligan and at the altar of me who pretty much predicted the entire season as it's unfolded. I did not get an advanced copy of the script. I'm just no dummy. But I, I pretty much predicted all the way up until where we're at now on what's going to happen. With the way the last episode, and I don't care if it's a spoiler, if you haven't seen it by now, too bad for you, uh, Ben. But uh, <laughs> with the way the last episode, I told my wife, I was like, you know what? If they ended it right there, the way you know this last episode ended in the desert, I still would be happy with the series as a whole. I would too. I would definitely be upset though that I would. Right. Depending on how it ends in the, in the desert, but it was seriously the most exciting hour of television I've ever seen. Really? Ever seen. Really? Oh yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, how. You're about to tell people how it went. You want me to tell you? No. But oh, you no, I'm not. I was kidding. I was not going to get oh. a spoiler out. I'm just saying like this Vince Gilligan figured out a way like. I think unless you have an idea what your last season is going to be like the day you start the show. like That's what it seems like, doesn't it? I don't know because like initially they were going to get rid of Jesse in season one and they, they decided yeah. not to because of the fact that people liked him or whatever. But I just feel like with the way that the show, the last episode ended, it's like, how are you going to, how is this going to, it just still doesn't make sense to me how it's all going to come to an end. Like I predicted, what I predicted I've been right up until now, but my prediction was the show was supposed to end at my prediction in a way. You know, I predicted that Walt was going to go after Jesse, that that Hank was going to get to Jesse first, and there was going to be a battle for Walt to get to Jesse to kill him before he could turn state's evidence against Walt. And uh, I was on the money on that. So I want Nick, give your prediction. How does it end? We're two episodes out. Man, I believe that uh, that Hank does not die. Hank, but the um, recording that Hank took of the phone call between Jesse and Walt gets destroyed, so that basically there's no case to be made against. He doesn't Walt. have iCloud. No. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I believe that Jesse gets killed in that shootout, so he's gone. And that um, I, I don't know. I don't know who Walt's going to use the uh, poison against. All right. Here's my prediction. Uh, Gomez, well, uh, Hank's partner, he's going to get clipped in this, in this shootout. Hank's going to survive. Those guys are going to freak out. He's going to somehow, some way they're either he's going to get his badge up or, or Hank's going to get, or excuse me, uh, Walt's going to get out of the car or something's going to happen where the, the, the gunmen turn tail and run, but not before they shoot Gomi, he's going to be dead. Now Hank, who's operating off the grid right now and basically doing a takedown under without anybody else in the DEA knowing yeah. about it. He's going to have to explain why not only is Gomi dead, the recording's gone, 
He's been taking hundreds of thousands of dollars for his medical treatment from Walt, who made it ill-gotten, you know, through drug dealing and making meth. Uh, Jesse is not going to die. Jesse is going to basically be miserable the rest of his life because Walt's going to, he's going to get away with it. I have a feeling that Walt is going to get away with it now. And I feel like everybody else around him's life is going to suffer. And that's ultimately going to be just like Vic Mackey from the shield. Ultimately the way this episode, the show ends is that Walt dies by living on, by seeing the lives of everyone that he loves completely ruined. And, he succeeds. You know, Hank's career is gone. His wife and kids basically have to be either either his old lady goes to jail or the kids are on the living a life you know without their parents now because she either kills herself or something happens to her. He is on the run. Um, he's going to have warrants. You know they're going to be looking for him, and he's he's going to he you know under an assumed name, which we already know because last season episode one he had an ID that showed him as somebody else. Correct. So my prediction is everybody else suffers except for Walt and Gomez dies in the shootout. So we will see what happens. Ben, did you have anything? Well, that's, that's the whole poetic thing behind, like he started initially to save his family and now he's going to be the only one. If, if it's like you say, then every, you know, he won't, you know what I mean? He won't save his family. They'll be, he'll be the only one that survives, which is he was going to fucking die anyways. Right. So it's all moot. And you know what? They may show in the last couple scenes, like he's like slumping over from his cancer or whatever, but he, he will not get caught and he will not die as a result of everything he's done. He, he you know, that, that's, that's a fact. He's going to end up spitting blood on an app yeah, at the very end or something. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Um, so that's my prediction for, for uh, breaking bad. But I, I did see a question on the internet. What, do you believe Walt's true motivation is? And I would say that Walt's true motivation is completely changed from start to finish. And I believe that Walt cares about Jesse. He cares about Hank. He cares about every single person that he's tied to. And even Gomez, the other police officer. But ultimately I believe that he's motivated by greed. Like it's that is he's so overwhelmed with his greed. Like everything else comes second to his. He does love all those people care about all those people, but it's not about, having all that money after he dies to leave for his family. He's, he's agreed. He, he's changed as a human being completely. So and what's the name of the company that got started that he sold his stock for pennies on the dot, you know, uh, gray matter. yeah, gray matter, gray matter. I think that's where it all stems from. He got burned so bad and he got, he got reamed so bad from that, that it's like, I think that's where all of it stems from. And you know, in the back of his mind, it's never again, no matter what, never again. <laughs> They raised the minimum wage. No, they haven't. They're they're trying to. The people in the, that work. What is it now? Seven fifty, I think. And you're telling me they want to raise it to fifteen dollars? They want to raise it a hundred percent. No, that's stupid. A hundred. That's stupid. How greedy can you be? But yeah, I'm I'm telling greedy. you right now. <laughs> I, I know. But what I'm saying is, I feel like I don't know what the what minimum wage should be. I don't even want to throw it out there. Like give a get ten bucks. I'll say ten bucks is is fine. Fine enough. You know, I mean, when you're doing like a minimum wage job, I'm hoping that like you're a teenager, you know, outside of that, you shouldn't be making a minimum wage. I think that was what the whole argument against raising it. Yeah, because it just lets people, 15 bucks an hour is a decent wage. And that's probably a lot of these places, including like insurance benefits or if you're a full-time employee. Why would you ever leave 
being a fry cook if you're making 15 bucks an hour if you have no education no skills i mean there's people making 750 that aren't leaving so. right right but I, I mean okay and then so what about all the people that make 15 now say the guy that's driving a forklift that makes 18 or whatever now he's like well fuck i can go i can go to white castle and make three bucks less and not have to bust my home i'll just do that right so then did they all get... and there's a lot of teenage girls that work there <laughs> right so did they all go to 25 dollars an hour and then I'll tell you what, if they raise the minimum wage, then we all got to get boosted. Firemen and cops are all but, up to 45. Yeah. Doctors get to be paid $1 billion. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's ridiculous. I, I can't, I cannot imagine a hundred percent. A hundred percent. That's gotta be the Republicans. <laughs> I guess I just look at it. Like everyone wants to use the McDonald's example. Cause yeah, there's some guy at the top of McDonald's probably making billions, like just gotten godly amounts of money. And if that guy made, let's just say, I don't know what he makes, but if he made like $10 billion a year or whatever, fuck. Let's, or even if he made $40 million and he was going to make like a million dollars less and all these people were going to make, all, this, all the workers were going to make more money. But I just don't think it's ever that easy. And I mean, there's businesses that are not McDonald's that would obviously be paying more that are making way less than that. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, well, it gets kind of fucked up because, okay, this guy at the top making all this money, I mean... That's obviously this guy worked very hard to make all this money. Now, obviously, McDonald's, it's been around for a long time, but you got a guy starting out like a new business. But I don't know. I I can't answer that question. I and it What do what you think they, minimum wage should be? I mean, I if if they if they maybe wanted to raise it like a dollar or two for inflation, but... I'm not an economist, thing. but it sure sounds better than, than doubling everyone's... I mean, look, I don't care how much they make, but it's going to screw up everyone else who... Said, I'm tired of working this shitty fast food job. I'm going to do something better. So I'm going to bust like, my hey, ass. You know what? They're raising the minimum wage in a week. Why don't you wait and see, see how that happens? Yeah, let's, right. see, let's see where this goes. I will say this: I was in. A, I've been in the McDonald's a couple times over the last week getting coffee, and I don't know if there's a more efficiently run place anywhere than the one by you. Any just McDonald's? Just walking into McDonald's. I mean, these, these people, like the people that are running McDonald's, are. Like and the geniuses. craziest part is that yeah. they're 90% handicapped people. <laughs> it's it nuts. Is a, well, then you're going to have to raise it to 15. There's a couple of teenagers that. in the back running that bitch like it's nothing. Pretty soon they're going to have a robot doing that. It is just like the Ford plant or whatever. It's all. Speaking of robots, what do you think about the uh, the new RoboCop? A little bit. Um, just pretty I hate to be like this, but pretty much like any other remake or reboot, I'm assuming it's probably going to drop off quite a bit. Um, I de- I will see it. I don't. I can't say I'd see it at the theater, but uh, I'm definitely gonna see it. Uh, kind of interested in how the guy from The Killing is gonna play uh, Murphy, but uh, the new look is kind of cool. The black Robocop. Oh, I'm so against it. So you're against, against it. the new color. Yeah, because well, well first and first off, I uh, just in the trailer that just came out. Um, well, it looks are you like there's saying a little it's bit gonna of... be good or or better or worse? No, than... it's it's gonna suck. Think about it. The guy that cuts your hair, the guy that does your suit, and RoboCop. Right. What about You're him? working your way. Is this a, uh, F. Mary Kill, or what are we doing? Well, you're just working your way. You're starting to get more open-minded now. No, like that about no, you. I'm not. Not when it comes to RoboCop, <laughs> no, because I feel like, to me, RoboCop is probably one of my favorite movies, action movies especially, of all time. It's ultra-violent, over-the-top violence. It is. Absolutely. I almost want to tell you guys, like, we should just watch it when we're done podcasting. Like I the mean, toxic waste explosion scene? There's. It has a little bit of everything. It really does have a little bit of everything. And you know what? The new one, it shows that, like, instead of, like, the original RoboCop, RoboCop is basically, he's, like, a really aggressive young police officer who 
works in a different part of Detroit, but gets moved over to like the the horrible part of the city. Well, it's not Detroit. It's what is it like Metro City or something like that? It's Detroit. And he he gets moved to a different area, which is like just horrifyingly bad. And he like the first day on the job, he he gets mixed up with this uh, following some bad guys that robbed a bank, and they end up basically they kill him. But they, they, they blow him apart with a shotgun. They blow his arm off. They shoot him in the head. They I mean, he's like, literally, they open fire from every angle on him. And he's shredded into nothing. But That's my question. Are they going to shoot him as much? In the no. Human? Because I, if you saw in the trailer, that's where I was going with this. No one ever gets that, shot that, that much. Murph, like that guy, um, the original RoboCop story is basically that, you know, he, he's like, his body is completely dead. I mean, they've, they've, there's really not much left except his brain. And part of his face. Everything else is a cyborg. Everything else is completely. In fact, I think there's one point where they're like putting him online, and they like they decide to like cut off a couple pieces they thought they were going to be able to save, and they just go full cyborg. And this movie looks like the guy is pretty badly hurt and is like paralyzed or something like that, and then they like through technology are able to like almost like a suit. Yeah, where he's like he's not. It's not necessarily where he died. Now, I'm just jumping to conclusions from what I saw from like the trailer. Like, they're, like, supplementing his human body. Right, 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 right. And, and the other... Like, he was burned and, his, and like, his... <laughs> both legs and one arm was cut off. The original story, like, he doesn't have... They, like, completely wipe his memory, but they don't do it good enough because eventually his memories come. He's, like, stuff in his subconscious that comes back, and he realizes he's Murphy. Now, I will say this. Every RoboCop that preceded the first one is a total piece of shit. But the first RoboCop is a, is a freaking piece of art it's amazing love it so and you're not a sci-fi guy no i don't consider it sci-fi i consider it more superhero like comic book because you know there's a comic comic book book, yeah but the thing is with the the black suit man it's just like they always have to do that they always have to like like let's make it shiny flat black or or shiny black or a flat black or flames on it dude the original there's nothing more hardcore than the original robocop suit yeah. And in fact, they, the guy, they, when they first put him in the RoboCop suit in this new one in the trailer, he's wearing the exact RoboCop suit. And then they like tweak it. They're like, we need to make this like more aggressive. And it's like, why do you need to make it more aggressive? This dude has like a 50 caliber handgun that comes out of his leg and literally just blows people in half. I mean, it is amazing. <laughs> um, there's, do- no, there's no problem with it being silver the first time. It worked no. very well, so I, yeah, I don't get it either. And but. you know what? Silver against a dark city. And it, the best part is the movie shot, the first one, is shot like uh, kind of like The Dark Knight where everything is like really dreary, rainy, dark black. Yeah. And uh, just the Peter Weller was the perfect RoboCop. The movie is like is, everybody was cast perfectly. Kurtwood Smith, Clarence Bodiger, amazing. In fact... If my eight-year-old can quote some great RoboCop lines, and that might be going overboard a little bit, let my eight-year-old watch RoboCop. But you know what? Whatever. <laughs> the first twenty minutes is pretty nice. I, I, yeah, twenty-two minutes is when I let him start. 20, <laughs> <laughs> um, but so I want to throw that out there. Another prediction by me is that I will be let down by RoboCop. I'm going to put it out right now that I want to do a Hema Man movie night where we invite anybody who's a listener to join us for RoboCop. Followed by a couple of, of beers somewhere, we'll, we'll pick a place and uh, we'll meet up. Does that sound like an idea? I'm in. Yes. Well, apparently Nick signed off on that, so it, it it's going to happen. I was totally surprised by World War Z. I was ready for it to be a piece of crap, but it wasn't a remake. 
That was a, it was a an adaption from a book. So that was two entirely different things. I've yet I'm trying to think, Nick, Ben, in your mind, remake wise, reboot wise, what movie even came close True to the original? Good. <laughs> and he does it wow. again. Wow. Yeah, I'm Absolutely. sitting racking my brain trying yeah, to think like, of one. That's what else, Nick? Is that it for you? Let me think. Yeah, see. That's well, he only he only gets one that he that he comes right out of the shoot with every single time. He was, he was ready for that. That might be the only one. I don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to like I guess I consider Batman a re like the Dark Knight a reboot any, from Batman. Any Hitchcock but... movies been done decent. I know there was a uh, yeah. one with Vince Psycho. Um, there was there was a really good one called Throw Mama from the Train, which is a <laughs> Adaption of uh, Strangers on a Train, which is a Hitchcock movie. I like how you specified. You didn't know that? No, I didn't. It's true. HBO has come out with a new show called The Detectives. And Nick, you you knew a little bit more about specifically. Uh, Woody Harrelson and Matthew McCovenay, however you want to say (laughs) the last name. I want to say it correctly. (laughs) They are two detectives. And basically, this is filling the, the niche that The Wire was filling before it went off the air, like a, a police drama, like a realistic police drama. It premieres uh, January 24th on HBO. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. It looks pretty good. And I guess every, I don't know how many seasons they've, maybe two or three, but the plan is every year, it's or every season it's going to follow some other detectives in the same do office be like and doing a different case. detectives, like, like big name movie stars that do it? Every year, will that be like the hook? I I don't know. I mean, those guys are pretty much at this point kind of be they're on the B list. If that, I would say no. I think especially Woody, Woody Harrelson. No, he's done. See, I, I would. Man, I'm totally on the opposite side of that. I'm trying to think back of some anything that Woody Harrelson did that wasn't amazing. He, everything he's doing now is directed video. See, I, I miss out on that on that whole all he's those made movies. So many good movies though. He's good in everything. He is. Even if he's even if it's a bad movie, he's a right. good part of it. Yeah, you're right. I he's good I, in Kingpin. I, I, I like him better than Matthew McConaughey or McCovenay, however you want to say. Oh, yeah. I'm still interested in seeing what Michael Ta- Michael Keaton's got left in the tank. And I like that uh, casting choice right there. You know what? He was in uh, Jackie Brown, and he was like in a real, you know, minute part of it. He was one of the. Uh, he was good in it. Was he yeah. one of the ATF guys or? Uh, yeah, yeah, and he would, dude. I cannot, that's another guy, like, I hate to stop talking about Woody Harrelson so abruptly, but Michael Keaton, man, he's a guy that's like, knows exactly how much Michael Keaton the world needs to keep you wanting more. Like, this dude, he doesn't have to, Mr. Mom, another really awesome movie. Love it. And stands the test of time 100%. And he's a guy that comes and goes, like, you just don't see a lot from him, then all of a sudden here's Michael Keaton. But it's not like... He's one of those people that'll do like seven movies in a row that I know of. He may, I don't want to, you know, I could be wrong. But. I wonder if that's his choice or if that's just how it. I, I don't know if he's really I, selective. I don't think he's very, I don't think he's turning much stuff he, down I'm trying at to this think, point. He's pretty like, much fight taking what he can get. Yeah. He was in um, that, Jennifer, that Jennifer Lopez movie too um, with George Clooney. Out of sight. Out of sight. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else he's been in that. I, he's almost know. playing the same character in that movie that he plays in Jackie Brown. So what? He does it well. <laughs> I I have no problem with it. Yeah. And I, I much like Kurt Russell, Michael Keaton and Kurt Russell, I've never had a problem with anything, that, anything they've ever done. I'm trying to, you know, like I like Kurt Russell too. And again, I, I don't really have a problem with anything Kurt Russell's done. But, but I, I don't know, man. Michael, where, do you guys, where do you guys stand on Captain Ron? Amazing. I, I'm all about Captain Ron. Amazing. <laughs> all right, cool. Another thing that I do not have a problem with. Yeah, Kurt Cap- Russell <laughs> and Captain Ron. I feel I feel like uh, Captain Ron is like one of those movies that people didn't see that they right. should have. Yeah, we've love always how said. You guys oh said, yeah, yeah we've talked about that yeah. before. We. I feel like Captain Ron, like Nick said, is a, is a movie that like 
I don't know that it. I'm sure it came out in the theaters, but maybe it was limited. I, I, I think I was at that eight. Nick, what year did that movie come out? Ninety or ninety one. Okay, so that's going to put me in like seventh or eighth grade. Um, I feel like I probably I saw it at home. I don't know if it was in the theater. I wasn't paying attention to what was in the theaters in eighth grade or seventh grade, but. It just, kind of, it kind of got forgotten in my opinion because it was kind of like when, the, when that new order of comedians like Adam Sandler and these guys started pumping out movies and like the Chevy Chases the you know the the comedies like with like Martin Short and that kind of like the older generation of comedians was kind of being phased out so that movie was like towards the end people were already in the like the Adam Sandler type people movies, had already so. t- said no to Martin Short <laughs> but he wanted to come up for one more breath of air. <laughs> One beautiful swan song. After pure luck, everyone was like, "I'm not going to see Captain." But that had Danny Glover in it, didn't it? I believe so. Yep. Another. That's Danny Glover is a guy, and we're just going to like go. We're we're just going to skip around here. Personally, (laughs) the guy seems like a total ass, but (laughs) doesn't he? Most of the movies he's made. You know what? And I want to throw him in and move in my top five list of guys that I think smell just by looking at him. Danny Glover looks like he's got really bad breath, not his body, but that he has like. Like onion breath, or because there's a scene in Lethal Weapon Two where him and uh, him and Murtaugh, or excuse me, him and Riggs are eating at a hot dog stand, and he like his buddy gets behind there, or he makes up a, a hot dog. You know what I'm talking about? Before he shoots the gang member kid. Oh yeah, that's and it's three. Like, is it three? Whatever. I, from that point on, I've always thought because I think that he he ate a raw onion, or he gave uh, actually he gave Riggs a raw onion and he ate it. <laughs> and I'm always for whatever the reason always smells. But like I don't I don't consider that Riggs has bad breath. I consider that Murtaugh has bad breath. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. Ben, how do you? Uh, what's the name of your band and how do you get your CD? The band is One Timer, like the hockey term, and you can find it on iTunes or ReverbNation.com. Also, what you can find on iTunes is the Hama Man podcast. And when you do find it, hopefully you'll leave a rating. You'll leave a comment. Help us um, move up the charts. And basically, when you do that, it lets iTunes uh, put us in the rotation of podcasts uh, that they, you know, that people that they promote. So it helps us get us our name out there and uh, get the podcast out there. So as always, please share the podcast. Um with other people, share the, uh, oh my God, <laughs> cool and I had to walk a couple of people through it this week too, as far as like, well, how do you do, you know, they have an iPhone or whatever. If, if somebody says, I don't know how to do a podcast and you do listen to the show, just show them. It takes like 30 seconds, set them up because they will listen to it. It's better than any shit you'll hear on the radio. It's just people don't know how to do it. So if somebody doesn't know how to do a podcast, just walk them through it real quick. The complaint that I have heard about the butterfly radio and real quick again about butterfly radio, um, we're going to be try to be on there more and more. And like I said, you can interact directly with us. A, a couple of people told me, Hey, I can't find when I search, um, butterfly radio, I can't find you guys a show. If you go to the, there uh, tabs that you can search. If you search the comedy tab, we're on the front page. I think the very bottom on the right hand side, uh, you can't miss it. So instead of searching, Hey, my man, um, if you have an iPad, an iPhone, a MacBook, or anything, Apple, uh, just go to the um, Butterfly Radio page and search the comedy tab, and you should be able to find the show no problem. Uh, that should be it. So we will see you for episode 42 in a couple days. Later. Scrotum or penis, Nick? She doesn't know that.
assuming. What up, Poppy? What's up, Cheeky? Maybe because I'm just gayer than both of you. I'm a wild fucking animal.